decided and I don't have any real topics planned but there was stuff that happened that there's stuff that happened all this month that I want to talk about so I'm going to give you guys probably a first before this podcast and that's a news roundup type podcast where I talk about just stuff that happened in the news that I wanted to get off my chest talking about so we'll do that going to talk about um, the end of Roe v. Wade, the recent school shoot, the recent shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, Texas, Buffalo, New York, sorry, and Uvalde, Texas, uh, and the possibility of Nancy Pelosi being barred from receiving communion. sure y'all do know about it but I figure I better bring up being start off with this um it was revealed through a leak that Roe v Wade was ending and the Republican Party wanted to focus more on the leak than the possibility of Roe v Wade ending because they tried to use that as a deflection it didn't work and um here's my th- take on it many years ago I was I was, and I still am, pro-life. I hate the idea of abortion. But I've come around on the issue of Roe v. Wade because I realized something. Just because we changed the laws so that abortions are no longer legal does not mean that they'll go away. In fact, it's going to make things worse. There are still people that are going to need abortions. There are still going to need, especially when you consider the issue of ectopic pregnancies which can possibly kill the mother and there's also we will still have unwanted pregnancies and it's still going to be a hard much harder for women to get abortion when they need it um a little something the republican party does not want you to know when democrat presidents when we have a democrat president the amount of abortions decrease when we have a Republican president, the amount of abortions increase. This is because Democrats are more concerned about programs that actually help the poor than Republicans are. I am still against abortion. I still think it is wrong, but if you're really going to do something about it, you need to help the people who are most likely to have abortions. You need to make better living conditions for them, and then that will help you decrease abortions, not making some new law. Because we live in a culture of death, as Pope John Paul II once said. And to me, that means you need to change culture, change people's hearts, not change the laws that are on the books. 
So, as much as I hate to say it, I don't want Roe v. Wade to go away because while we, while it has made life terrible, while it has not helped things, um, we are not doing good with the replacement rates because of abortions. But changing the law is not going to be enough. So let's talk next about the shootings. We had two shootings this month, one in Buffalo, New York, and the other in Uvalde, Texas. I really wish there was some way to get rid of Fox News. Because that is pretty much, I mean, because as far as I'm concerned, Fox News didn't pull the trigger, but Fox News may as well have pulled the trigger. Because the killer in Buffalo, New York, I want you folks to understand something. I am not saying the killer's name. I do not believe in doing that sort of thing. I didn't even find out who the killers were in either of these shootings. Um, just a little heads up. Because I don't bother doing that. As far as I'm concerned, the victims are more important to find out about than the... Um, than the killer. And I was a little concerned about this because I have relatives in New York. And... Um, we found out, and it was discovered that the shooter had a manifesto, and the manifesto had talking had did not mention Fox News by name, but it did mention many of the tenets of the quote-unquote great replacement theory that Tucker Carlson has been pushing ever since he started working on that channel. And that's why I say I really wish there was some way to legally hurt Fox News for this. We could probably boycott some of the um, advertisers. That would probably be a good start. And then a week later, we had a shooting in Uvalde, Texas. At, at um, Rob Elementary School, I believe, is the place. Um, this one really made my heart sink. We had 19 children die I forget how many teachers died. And everything just went wrong about this. Um, shooter drills are... We now know that shooter drills are ineffective. How do we know this? Because the killer used shooter drills against the children. He had been... He's, he was someone who had been around... Who had grown up with shooter drills. So he knew how the procedure worked. And he got the kids to yell help, and every time they yelled help, that was when he killed them. Because kids are taught that in the shooter drills. I, I guess they're taught that. I, I am from a generation where we didn't have shooter drills, so I'm pretty clueless on how they're performed. I just know that they exist. Because when I went to school, the only drills you had were fire drills and earthquake drills. And I didn't know about earthquake drills until, of course, I lived in earthquake country. So, there's that. Um, I do not know what to think about this. I really don't. Of course, there was the usual people who were telling us thoughts and prayers will do nothing. So, I didn't even bother saying that to people. because I didn't want to get that kind of response on Facebook or anywhere for that matter. 
But what I will tell you is we need to get the assault weapons ban back. Because we've had too many school shootings. And I believe that if we were to start by, and that's the first cause, cause of action we need to do, is we need to get back, we need to get that back, because that will make the weapons harder to get. I'm also just tired of everyone always acting like the school shootings are just a false flag to get your guns. Every single time we have a school shooting, someone always picks up that ball and runs with it. This time around, it was, of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene over in Georgia. It's just terrible when this happens. And my heart goes out to the victims. And I really hate what happened with the police. They're all, This is something else Republicans are always telling us. They're always telling us all we need out of the school is a good guy with a gun. Well, we had several good guys with a gun. We had a whole police force there. And they did nothing. They did. They had to call in the SWAT team. They didn't want to get shot. And when they, and they actually okay, I'll take it back. They did do something. They saved their own kids. They didn't save anyone else's kids. I will say this though. Kudos to Beto O'Rourke for chewing out Governor Abbott when he blamed mental illness and video games, and because of. For those who don't know, Texas gutted the money for mental illness. So they can blame it all they want. They're not going to be helping anyone in that who has mental illness. So cheers to Beto O'Rourke for chewing him out and making a public scene. And you're damn, I mean, you're darn right it was political. You're doing a photo op. You're a politician. It's political. And Greg Abbott got booed. At the memorial service, which he should have been booed. And Ted Cruz is an idiot, folks. He thinks that the solution is to have less, is to have only one door in a building. Folks, I don't think I need to tell you why this is such a bad idea. First of all, it's a fire hazard. Second of all, here's what's going to happen when you have a school with only one door. The kids are going to run out. And... The shooter is going to know, oh, there's only one door. So all I have to do is just run to that door and I win. So no, one door is not going to help. It's going to make things even worse. More kids are going to die. So let's close out by talking about Nancy Pelosi. For those who don't know, Nancy, there is talk among the United States Council of Bishops in in the United States Council of Catholic Bishops about barring Nancy Pelosi from receiving communion, not just in her own parish, her own diocese in Washington, D.C., but everywhere. Now, Now, this has not been made official yet. There is just talk about it. In fact, not every bishop is on board with this. And I am totally against this idea. Now, I understand. Now, for those of you who don't understand, there are, in fact, Regulation, there is, in fact, a rule on communion, but, and the rule states that if you have a mortal sin on your soul, you are not to receive communion. But here's the thing. That's not on the priest or the bishop, or even the bishop, to determine whether or not you are allowed to receive communion. That is on the person receiving communion. 
And as far as I'm concerned, voting, and the reason they're targeting Nancy Pelosi is because she's pro-choice. They're doing this to send a message to vote me two people. And that message is that church and state are not separate. Why do I say that's the message? Because we have pastors in Protestant churches who pretty much have made church made it like church and state are not separate, that we need to enact Christian, I mean, that we are a Christian nation and all that other gobbledygook. We got a pastor named Greg Locke who's telling you that you can't be a Christian and vote Democrat. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to be a Christian and I'm going to vote Democrat, and I guess I better not go into Greg Locke's church, but I'm not going to do that anyway because he's Protestant, and I, and I tend to stay away from Protestant churches, no offense. I just don't feel comfortable in there because the procedures they go through are so different from what I'm used to in a Catholic church. It's not anything against Protestant churches. I'm just used to a certain routine, and that's what I'm, and that's why I only go to Catholic churches because I'm used to the way Catholic churches do things. Anyway, I would not be welcome in this church apparently because I voted for. Joe Biden and not Donald Trump. So here's I mean so this is the slippery slope thing. This is only going to lead to more division because if we're going to stop Nancy Pelosi from receiving communion, who's next? Is it going to be Joe Biden who's also a Catholic? Are we going to have people go into church and we are and are we going to have the priest say to you, who did you vote for, Republican or Democrat, and say to you, if you're a Democrat, you, if you voted Democrat, you can't receive communion, because that's what it's going to come to, and I don't want that. Church and state should be separate, and don't tell me we're a Christian nation, because we're not. Now, that's one of the biggest lies ever, because a lot of our forefathers were actually and some of our forefathers were actually deists, which is not a Christian belief at all, is a heresy. Thomas Jefferson, for instance, ripped out all of the miracles in the Gospels in his Bible. Does that sound Christian to you? And, of course, there's the fact that he raped at least one of his slaves, which is also not a Christian thing to do. No, this is a political move, plain and simple, and I'm against it. Because it should not matter who you vote for or what you vote for when it comes to communion. That is not, voting for a particular candidate is not a sin. And while we're at it, everyone has sinned. Not, as far as I'm concerned, we're all guilty of something, and That should, and like I said, that is a, your sins are a private matter. They should not be public. And you deciding to not receive communion is up to you, not up to the priest or the bishop. So I'm against this completely. And I'm not praying for Nancy. I'm not, I am praying for my leaders, but I'm not, but I'm praying for the priests especially, and I mean, especially the bishops. To change their minds, because this is a political move, and politics have no place in our churches. 
Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Catholic Spectrum. We are back, folks. I took a week off because I could not get an interview started. I would still like to do an interview, but we're going to wait till July to do my next interview. And it won't be the person that... I mean, and unless that person goes, I mean, still sends me an email with interview questions, I will, I mean, with interview answers, I will pick someone else. Anyway, next month we are going to be doing Band Book Week. I mean, Band Book Month, where I talk about a different band book each week. And I have chosen Melissa by Alex Gino to start things off. So... If you want to find past episodes, you can follow me. I mean, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcast, including Podcast Addict. I think I'm on Stitcher. I've never checked. Um, you can contact me by email. My email address is radicaledwardjwt at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook as Jason Thayer. My Discord handle is Radical Edward. Hashtag 7597. There is a space between Radical and Edward, and both words are capitalized. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. Year round.